Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we're back with another week, week four of college football in 2022. How about it? We're getting into some conference play. We're getting a little bit more steady schedule going, Walt. Uh, it's time for things to calm down, right? Well, we got a lot more even matchups. Which we got the, the SEC. They got a lot of teams that are starting to play in-conference games. The Big Ten, they got some in-conference games. Although week one, us big boys in the Big Ten, we had a couple in-conference matchups. So that's nothing new for us. But yeah, we got closer competition, one would assume. We don't got as much of those expected blowouts. There's still some of them there on the board, Woj. But yeah, conference play starting. This is where we find, we separate, you know, the boys from the men. Let's go. Big Ten had a week zero game wall. Remember a little Ireland yeah. action? Yeah. I remember it was not in the United States of America, but we had one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting week. Last week was blah to me. I don't know. There wasn't, it wasn't much action. There was some close games. That, that that Wake Forest game comes to comes to mind as being one of them. Uh, anything stand out as you, at you, Walt, from last week? Well, Iowa won, Woj. I mean, well, took down Iowa Nevada. Yeah. I mean, you got you talk about an Iowa football team that did not finish a game until 1.30 in the morning, Woj. 1.30 yeah, a.m. That was a little wild with double rain delay. But, yeah, yeah, they took it off TV after the second rain delay. Well, what the fuck's up with that? I, did, I was trying to look for it. I couldn't find it. But, yeah, 1.30 in the morning they finished the game just to put up the goose egg by Nevada. They probably didn't want to be there anymore. Well, they, I mean, it was a good game for Iowa. I was going to win a football game like that where there's no, you know, you're, they're not chucking the ball down the field because the weather conditions were not that good, Woj. So, I mean, I saw this tweet. I, I will say this, and I'm not a big, you know, let's let's bash on the quarterback. Let's blame the quarterback. Let's get him out of there. I, I don't think Petrus is the right guy, but I'm not going to bash him. But I did see this tweet, and I don't know if you saw it, Woj, but somebody tweeted out, and they're like, they took a picture of the TV screen and the time. It was 1.30 in the morning, and they're like, I I never expected to see Petrus play on Sundays. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think that's the last time he'll play on a Sunday unless uh, there is uh, a wild weather delay again, which I'm surprised they kept the guy them there. I, that was, it was 630 start, not finished until 130 in the morning. seems a bit excessive to me, but it is what it is. They got the game in and, and they did it well. <laughs> yeah, it was exciting when... Uh, Texas A&M too, which I don't know if you got to see that game at all. The Miami, Texas A&M game, Texas A&M pulled it out 17 to nine, but that was, that was a close fought game the whole way. I mean, obviously Texas A&M was coming off all that, all the problems they had. They lost Appalachian state and then the off field antics, but they came, they showed up and they beat, you know, I, I don't think university of Miami of Florida is the best team by any means. I don't even think they're a top 10 team, but Texas A&M definitely showed up and beat a very good football team. So that was a good game to watch. Don't know if you caught it. Yeah, I did. You know, it was a good defensive battle. Uh, A&M stuck to their guns and what they do best, and that's giving the ball to a running back. And A-Train just kind of – they just kept feeding him the ball, and he kept doing what they did. They, they ran out the clock. I mean, it was 17-9 to nine game. Um, it felt like there was more offense in it than that score says, but it, it, was, a, it was a good game plan by A&M. They did well. Yeah, and you always like watching. I, well, at least me, I can't speak for you, but I, I like watching those, you know, cross conference matchups, especially when it's two of the better teams playing each other. Gives us some insight into the season because once now, like we said, the conference games are starting. Once these conference games get started, you, you really don't see that cross conference action. Notre Dame comes in there, and that's really your comparable. 
for the big teams, but it's good to watch games like that, get a sense of, you know, the top teams in the conference and how they'd perform against top teams in other conferences. And that's how everything's set. So it's really good to watch football games like that. Not to mention it was, it was a pretty good football game in itself. Yep. 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 All right. Last week uh, we had a little DFX at, or DFS action in our DraftKings league. I won it with 175.62, despite not having one of my quarterbacks score any points because I took right from Vanderbilt, hoping that he would start. I didn't get a chance to look at the news feed before play started for that second set of games, and turns out he didn't uh, versus Northern Illinois. So, uh, but still won it. Uh, I had Charlie Jones and the. Uh, who's the Purdue wide receiver, obviously, that we've talked about. And then Will Shepard, the wide receiver from Vanderbilt, uh, both combined got me 167 per point, which is awesome. Uh, had that mistake at QB with Mike Wright. But, yeah, we're, uh, we're not going to try to make that mistake again. Could have won some decent-sized money if I would have just had anybody else in there. <laughs> that scored a point uh walrus 67 finished in the second yourself wall finished in third still up there in the uh standings you're probably leading the overall uh placement standings i'm gonna guess uh even though that you did finish last in that first week but i think we only had five people so uh, that was helping you out a little bit but uh we'll, we'll see we got some time yet to get overall standings we got we're we're only three weeks in. we got many more weeks to come uh we have the 13 game main slate for this weekend um again throwing a 13 game slate and wall let me tell you this week is gonna be a wild one if you're a tournament player be ready to put in multiple different lineups because there are so many options it's not even funny um it's gonna be pretty pretty interesting week to see how it goes cash games i don't even know where to start with this week i i really gotta take a deep dive and look deeper than what i've already looked but uh, let's start off with some games, Wall, and then we'll get into that DraftKings stuff as we go. Uh, well, first before off, we get into the games, Wall, I'd, I'd like to say this. It seems like every week, Walrus67 is up there. It, it seems mm-hmm. like he's always contending. Like he, He's put out good lineups most of the weeks, and you, ne- you never bring him up other than saying what place he got. And I think Walrus67 deserves some props. You're talking about who's on top. He's got to be up there, Woj. He's scoring some points week in and week he, out. He might be, yes. Yeah, he's and, always been a consistent player in the uh, DraftKings yeah, League, too. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that consistency helps you. And I don't, also, I don't know if you saw this. You might have. Probably not, though. I think there's some people listening here, Woj. Every person in the DraftKings League took Charlie Jones last week. Did you see that? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. They don't have to listen to me just to know that was pretty good. I mean, he's a pretty good receiver. But, yeah, I did see – a lot of people took Charlie Jones. A lot, uh, everyone, Woj. Not a lot, every single one. Yeah. Uh, the Will Shepard pickup by me was just looking at it, you know, last minute, just trying to figure out some people looking at high over unders and, and picking up a good wide receiver there. Um, and obviously, I don't watch very many Vanderbilt games, so I really didn't know Will Shepard before that. But I do now. Uh, go Will Shepard and uh, continue cruising, Charlie Jones. Heck yeah. I saw Will Shepard obviously week one against Hawaii. We we saw what happened there. <laughs> that, that was Charlie Jones last week scoring what I think 38 points again. Not I don't know. Being I know, in, I know not that being had, in for like a quarter because he was hurt. <laughs> I, I know he had he had nine points only, and then I got a text message from a friend of mine. His name's Matt Woj that said, Oh, Charlie Jones is out the rest of the game. And then after the game, I see that he has 42 points. So yeah, I don't know yeah. how that worked, but something happened there. Yeah, yeah, came back in. <laughs> Man, not heard enough to keep him out. So, 
All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, we we did pretty well last week. I mean, Charlie, jo- just some of the picks we did last week. Well, Charlie Jones, uh, $206 per point. Chase Roberts, we talked about him from BYU at only 3200 He got us 314 Sean Clifford got us 309 Tanner Morgan, 343 Didn't have a great day there. Ibrahim, uh, Mohamed Ibrahim at 228 Pots, which we both we fiddled with both of those picks last week and talked about we don't know which one we want to play there. Bots did not do good last week. Didn't get the ball much. Ibrahim kind of just ball hogged it uh, and scored a crap ton of points. Um, but, yeah, pretty good week overall in, in the picks, and hopefully we can keep that going into this week, Wall. And we have a doozy of the game up first with a 70-and-a-half over-under. We got TCU versus SMU at 11 a.m. on ESPNU, Wall. Uh, anybody that listens to our program, they know, hey, what games are they going to talk about this week? Well, we're just going to want to talk about the TCU at SMU. <laughs> I'm guessing you're going to have a couple people in this game. But not only, you mentioned it's an over-under of 70 and a half. If you want to take SMU, you get in plus 125 on the under on the money line. Excuse me. The key with this game, Oj, is for DraftKings style players, people that are looking at from the DraftKings side, not only that 70 and a half point over-under, you got minus two and a half point spread. That is a very tight spread for such a high scoring game. And that's got to help you want to pick up some of these players. No, Woj? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, right off the bat, uh, Rasheed Rice, wide receiver from SMU. He's 8,600. Um, last week, we talked about where Charlie Jones was in the overall targets. Well, Mr. Rice is number two in overall targets in NCAA. Uh, <laughs> He has almost 40% of the target share on his team. That's unheard of for a wide receiver. That's that that's not even heard of that often for a running back, unless you're a Bijan Robinson or a Mohamed Ibrahim, who doesn't even have that, by the way. Um, he's averaging 34 drafting points per game. I mean, enough said right there. I mean, the guy's an all-star wide receiver, just like Charlie Jones, scoring big points every single week, a 70 and a half over under. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Let's match him up with his quarterback, Tana Mordecai who is 7,800, and I've he'd been burned every single time I picked him uh, last year. I was just burned. Uh, so I'll give the rundown nation this. I won't pick up Tanner Mordecai in the uh, DraftKings League. Uh, just so yet you guys can, and I don't get burned and he doesn't score any points. So uh, there you go. That's my present to you in the DraftKings League next week, or this week. Uh, I mean, we just got to give it to him. Dude's thrown 10 touchdowns in in three games uh so again 70.5 over under we're looking to score a lot of points in this with a small spread so uh why not mordecai rice i mean it's a lot of points given up there or money we're giving up there but there is so many options everywhere especially at quarterback and that we can fill in some some decent plays where this isn't going to burn us as much but we have to get action in this game especially with what the spread's at wall and then uh if you want to get a little crazy on the other side you know tcu spreads the ball around a a ton both with wide receivers and and with wide or uh, running backs so I, the only person i can really think of that sticking and i really like in the game is only 7100 and that's their quarterback max duggan uh, he's in for the hurt chandler morris i mean through five tds last week with almost a 80 percent completion rating uh it's it's again it's hard to pinpoint anybody else to to really key in on the team but that is a really good one and then if you want cheap action in this game we're talking cheap cheap three thousand the minimum uh 
Mochi Dixon, the wide receiver from SMU. Not sure why he's at 3,000, but he's averaging five targets a game, second most on team, which doesn't deserve a 3,000 price tag. Nine DFS points a game he's averaging in three games. It's a cheap way to get into this game, and it's a really good way to – maybe other people won't see this, and it's a good way to get into the tourney play. Uh, because he, again, 70.5 points per game. I, I is rice going to score every single one of those. Hell no. Dixon's going to be involved. So, uh, get Dixon, especially in that tournament, give you an option. And he scores big and is a low percentage zone. Boom. There you go. Well, you're winning some money. Well, I'm, I'm a bit surprised to hear you say you didn't make a lot of money on Mordecai, or I should say he didn't do very well for you last year because I, I had the exact opposite experience. Every time I took Mordecai, I mean, I was crushing it in DFS. The guy had, you know, 450 plus attempts. They're just passing the ball left and right. This year's really been no different. And that's probably why you're picking two SMU wide receivers because they just, they've been passing the ball lights out. Well, I mean, Mordecai's over a thousand yards already. We're in the third game of the season and he's passed for over 1000 yards. I mean, it's just incredible. They had 117 passing attempts already. So, you know, they're throwing the football on the SMU side for sure. This game is flirting with the biggest spread. I don't know if you saw this on the board, but there's another game up there, Woj, North Texas at Memphis, which North Texas, they're, you know, they're on my shit list right now. I'm not happy with them, <laughs> but they're up there too. It's been flirting between 70, you know, 69 and a half, somewhere in there. But the difference with that game is you got Memphis given 12 and a half, whereas this football game, they're expecting a very close one. You got Tulsa Ole Miss, they're up there too, but they're kind of the same scenario. You know, Ole Miss is giving three touchdowns and a hook, I think, 21 and a half. So that's a different type game, whereas DraftKings obviously focus your attention here. I love it. For those of you on the betting side that are looking at this game, a lot of the analytical models, they got SMU big in this one, which I mean, it's not even close. They're at a touchdown for SMU, you know, with six points, actually. I shouldn't say a touchdown. Yeah, a lot of the models have them at six points. So I don't know if this is the book shading it a little bit to make sure that they're, you know, right on that TCU side. We've talked about it past years. You probably don't listen when I talk and tell you, Woj, but a lot of money comes in on TCU. So they got to be ready for that. Maybe that's what's going on here. I don't know. It's so far off, though. I mean, between the analytical models and what the actual spread is at in the market, I think I'll probably stay away from this one. I mean, if you, if you don't believe me that the TCU always gets a better number, just look at their against the spreads, you know, the past 10 games are four and six, whereas a team like SMU is six and four. You want to go back 13, you got TCU at four and nine against the spread Woj. So they're Oof. always shading this TCU because Oof. they, they know money's coming in on TCU. I don't know if, if I do something, I'm, you know, I'm going on the money line with SMU through the points. Give me that plus 125, but it'll probably be a game time decision. See how my books line it up. Yeah. I mean, why not with plus 125, especially with the model showing SMU and we know SMU is a, a firehouse firepower, especially on offense. And if it comes into one of those, whoever gets the ball last, I, I trust that SMU to get that done. Uh, especially in a game like that. So uh, with a spe- with those targets or with those options out there too. So we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be a good game for DFS. Uh, you could stack a lineup just putting in that for that game for the most part and do pretty well, I'm sure. Uh, but it is an option to pick up both of those quarterbacks, both of those receivers, if you wanted to do that, and Mordecai and to still have room left in your roster for other decent people who are out there And the next guy we get to from the next game which is one of the bigger ones the weekend wall is uh is going to be one of those guys that's Clemson number five Clemson at number 21 Wake Forest 11 a.m on ABC Uh, Clemson's a team and I'll say it again I'm gonna keep saying it until you know these sports networks listen to me they're just a team wall 
They're just a team? Clemson. No, 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 Woj. I was saying on the side. So if, if you're reading this on the paper, this is what it's like. <laughs> okay. Clemson's a team, comma. All right. Clemson's a oh, okay. team, comma. You know, but I don't get to watch them, comma, that I don't get to watch often. However you word it in the sense, but there's a comma in there. So Clemson's a team. I don't get to watch them often, so I don't know a lot about them, but I did get to week, watch week one. Do you remember that game, Walter, or no? I did not catch that game, no. You did, too. You, we were watching that. I swear to God, we were texting back and forth. It was Georgia Tech, no? They played. Week oh, oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I they... did watch that game. I'm sorry. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, we, we were texting back and forth, and they looked, they, you know, they looked awful for it. But, you know, I'll set the stage. I'll let you go into who's going to make you money. You, you mentioned one player. I don't know who that player was, but Clemson minus seven, over under a 56. It ain't no 70. Wakes at plus 235. So I set it for you, Woj. I set the stage. Where, where are you going with this one? Will Shipley, running back from Clemson. He's only 6,700. Yeah, he hasn't gotten the crazy amount of carries yet. He's, he's only got 11, but most of them are ex- blowouts. So he's obviously not going to get the ball. Wake Forest run defense is absolutely terrible. I don't know if here's a game from last week. Wake Forest Liberty. Liberty almost won the game or got it to overtime. They missed a two-point conversion at the end of the game. So Wake Forest won 37 to 36. And the number one rusher in that game was the Liberty wide running back. Uh, So, again, Will Shipley is going to murder Wake Forest. They've played Virginia Military, Vanderbilt, and Liberty. And they've given up over 20 points a game to running backs in DFS. So... I can only imagine what Will Shipley is doing right now and salivating over this uh, ability to get in there and, and, and destroy. But I expect a 30-plus game, nothing different than what he's what he's used to, 18 to 20 carries. Last year he did the same thing. I think he had 33 points and 18 carries. So, again, 18 to 20 carries. He's going to get 30-plus points. Uh, it's going to be no different than last year. 67 is way too low for a guy that we know is going to score over 30 points. Um, and, and I'm selling on Wake Forest. I'm just looking at the game from last year and, and, and how much Clemson has been shutting down wide receivers and quarterbacks to this part in the season. And I, I'm just going to sell on Wake Forest. I'm not a guy that sells in Sam Hartman very often, but I'm selling Sam Hartman hard. We're in the work. I'm staying away from that pricey tag there who's number two right now in quarterbacks. I'm staying away from that wall. And I'm, I was selling, you know, this, you, you, we had, we do a podcast last year. I was selling Wake Forest all the time, which I was as a team, not Mr. Hartman himself, but as a team, I was selling, they don't have a defense. You can't, you know, you mentioned a great point in one of our conference prediction episodes or our conference preview episodes about how, when you have no defense and just rely on your offense like that, it's coin flip games, which it is. And I agree with you hundred percent on that, Woj, and what you said last year, I was fading this team a lot this year. It's a bit of a different story. We had all that debacle about Hartman. Obviously, he wasn't going to play at the beginning of the year. And then he came in, and all of a sudden, he's, he's playing, right? And we got a, a great quarterback, and it completely changes around the team. And if you don't believe me, Wake Forest right now, they're, pl- they're plus 1,600 to win their conference, Woj. As soon as the news broke that Hartman was going to be riding the pine indefinitely at the time, they were at plus 5,000. So now you get a, and I mean, through their first couple games, not much has happened. You said you went through their schedule, VMI, Vanderbilt, Liberty, you know, they almost lost the Liberty, I guess. So should be even further down with their odds, but 
Anyways, as we're standing right now, they're at plus 1,600 versus that plus 5,000. So that's that's how important Sam Hartman is to this team. And I don't disagree with that. And actually, I don't, uh, you're in the, the uh, server there on Discord, Woj, right? The SBI Sports Betting Intel server. Yeah, that, yeah. That's where we are talking about it. And if anybody wants to join, shout out to me or Woj on Twitter or whatever. Hey, we'll get you an invitation. That's where people are talking about stuff. That's where the real money is. But uh, on that server, we were talking about that change in the spread and how you can look at it. And at the time, DraftKings was the one that had it at plus 5,000. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you're sitting on a plus 5,000 right now for Wake Forest, Woj, you'd have to be happy even though you're selling them, no? Uh, for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, again, we go back to that coin flip that what I talked about, it's a coin flip offense. And uh, again, they flipped the coin on the two point conversion and they stopped Liberty from going into an overtime and possibly losing at wake forest. So, uh, we're, we're going to talk more about wake forest. I'm pretty sure a little later, um, <laughs> in this episode, but, uh, we're going to move on for now. Uh, I, I like, Clemson. I love Will Shipley in this. I think this is just set up for Will Shipley to go crazy. Um, we, we've Clemson's kind of shifted to that run team or run first option uh, since their quarterback isn't what they expected their quarterback to be on Galele. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Will Shipley definitely, this is one of those games where he could pop off. He did last year and I expect him to do the same this year. All right. Well, this is a game I don't know much about, but Missouri at Auburn looks exciting. 11 a.m. on ESPN. I mean, season opener for both these teams. In the SEC, the season openers are really big in conference. This game, you got Missouri plus seven, over under a 51 and a half. You know, you're not going to be flying high with your DraftKings picks on this one, but I, I bet you could squeeze in one or two here, Woj. We shall find out. Auburn minus 260, though, lay, lay in that seven and at minus two sixty on the money line. I don't know. I I don't know where I'm at with this one, but you got anybody? Which can you scrape the bottom of the barrel to get somebody in this one? Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> so here here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Auburn has QB questions. Uh, Robbie Ashford is probably going to be the starter. He he relieved T.J. Finley last week. Uh, versus Penn State and came in and did about the same exact thing TJ Finley did, which was throw an interception and about 150 yards on 19 attempts, uh, only completing about 10 passes. Zach Calzada is on the roster. Um, so I don't know. Maybe this is their point in time where we're like, let's see what Calzada can do. Can he bring some of that Texas A&M beats Alabama magic to us? I don't know. Um, we'll see. Maybe they just pull them out when they play Alabama if they do this year. So, uh, it, it's just one of those things that I don't know who they're going to play. I don't know if I like any of the options if they do play him. Maybe Zach Calzada because he's at 4,300. He's dirt cheap. But again, too many questions for me there. Missouri, on the other hand, has running back committee and about a million receivers that have touched the football. Brady Cook, the QB from Missouri, is 5,700. Could be one of those tournament plays, especially if you think Missouri or the spread's off and they're going to win this game. He's getting 20 points plus points per game, uh, other than uh, he did pretty bad against the K-State team. Um, 
but it's, it's just one of those things where he can run it in. Uh, he's a scrambling quarterback, so he can get those running touchdowns and, and they're going to need the scramble. It's what he had to do most of the time. It's, I think he's been hurried like 30% or no, not more than that. It was like 35 to 40% of the times he's been in the pockets. So uh, one of those things to look at Brady cook cheap could be a cra- crazy good tournament play, but definitely nothing in a cash game in this game for me. Wall. That makes sense. I guess I, that makes sense. 51 and a half. You ain't talking to 70, right? Well, we, we ain't talking <laughs> it's not a 70. <laughs> Not a point total of 70. I mean, as far as the football game goes, it's going to be a really good way to get the SEC schedule started. I'm I'm kind of excited to watch this football game. I mean, I know that these aren't the two greatest teams that we're talking about right now in the SEC, but nonetheless, they're they're generally historically, you know, well-known programs. So we get to watch them go against each other. Last week, there was a lot of questions and, and we brought it up in our episode, you know, can Penn State, I'm sorry, I can't even say it without laughing. Can Penn State handle an atmosphere like Auburn, right? <laughs> and that was the question, Woj. And I don't know if you actually told, we didn't go over it in last week's games, which you probably should have, but you didn't tell the, the Rundown Nation what the score to that game was, but it, it was 41 to 12, Woj. I mean, uh, Penn, yeah. It, it wasn't a football game. Penn State, you know, they went in there and they, they beat them hollow, Woj. Like, they, they just crushed them. I mean, it wasn't even a, a football game. And Finley, you're right. He did not do well. You mentioned he had an interception. He also had a fumble. It's, they took him out because of his performance. He's not a big guy that I've been real big on most of the time that he's been there. But I we'll see who starts. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that it really matters because I don't think the quarterback in this game is what's going to decide it. So that last game, which I, I can't believe, I just got to go back to it. I mean, they held Bigsby. To 39 yards rushing. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. I, I, on, I, I on the other, on the other side of that wall, Singleton only rushed 10 times for 124 yards and two touchdowns, 124 yards and 10 carries. So, I mean, on the other side of that Auburn's run defense is awful. I wish Missouri didn't have a quarterback or a running back by committee because I'd be picking one of them, but five people have touched the football uh, as far as a running back going Missouri, but keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You didn't interrupt me, Will. That's why we're talking. We're, we're giving the people a piece of our mind. And I agree with you. The, 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 the problem is, and both those things are the same thing, that, that Auburn is not that normal team we know them for, you know, being good up front. On either side of the ball, they just they haven't shown it yet, and that's normally what carries an Auburn football team, a lot like a Big Ten football team. But that that Penn State, just they, they took them over. And it's really going to make for a very interesting game when Penn State plays Michigan coming up here in a few weeks. I'm after watching that Auburn game, I'm really excited for that Penn State Michigan game. I'm really excited to see what that line comes out at, too. But I mean, it was just, you know, they they crushed them, which it wasn't even a football game. There was a lot of talk about how Auburn was going to crush Penn State, and obviously that didn't happen. So, other side of the ball, you got Missouri. That's another football team that was crushed by an out of conference, you know, team, Kansas State. Beat them 40 to 12 week two, Woj. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these, these are SEC teams just getting demolished by different conference teams. I, I question how good the SEC is this year outside of Georgia. You know, Bama's a question mark. We'll see. Obviously, I think they're a good football team. Don't get me wrong. Don't misquote me. But as far as the rest of the conference, I mean, you're talking about two football teams that got crushed. Now they're going at it. We'll see which one's better or we'll see if it's an even matchup. I mean, I'm, I'm going to lay my money probably on the dog even though it's at Auburn, just because I, I think either one of these football teams could win the game. So I'll take the points probably see how it goes. Woj. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes I, I, again. Well, I'm going to go into some more picks here for DFS, but 
just look at the list. There, there are so many good plays. I mean, it, it is wild this week. Uh, it is cool to see this much action and, and this must po- this much possibility. It's going to be a big score this week that wins any tournament. So keep that in mind. Cash games may be the way to go this week until it calms down. Unless you're you're really confident. Again, I, I, I'll emphasize this, and I always do this. Uh, if you're going to play a tournament and you do think you have a good lineup, make sure it is not a multi-entry tournament. If you're only going to put one lineup in, only do a single-entry tournament because you're going to be going against computers that are putting out crazy number, crazy amount of rosters, and people are just going to put their money in there. So you don't have the odds for you there. Uh, Again, if you're going to do a multi-entry, do just a single-entry uh, again, if you're going to do a multi-entry with multi-entries, go ahead. Well, be my guest. Uh, I, I've done it before. It's super fun. It's engaging. It's cool. Uh, it's a lot of work, but it's fun. Um, but if you're going to do that, just do one entry, single entry game. Otherwise, get into a cash game, a 50, a 20, a 25, a 5, anything like that. Um, and that being said, if you're new to DraftKings, there's beginner leagues uh, up to a certain amount of, uh, I think it's a certain amount of times you've actually played that they do it now. It used to be to money you won or something like that, but I think they changed that. Uh, there's beginner ones where there's only like 10 people in it, so you have just have to be in the top five. Uh, so that, that that's always a good option. Get into those. Those beginner ones are awesome for, for cash games, but I'll get into some other plays here. Tanner Morgan. We picked him up last week, scored us 343 point, didn't do that great. He's 6,100. Why am I picking Tanner Morgan if he didn't do that great? Well, he's 6,100, and guess what he's doing? He's playing against Michigan State. Wall, what do we do when people play against Michigan State? Oh, what do you do? You, you take the other side, Woj. You take the other side's quarterback. I don't care how much Minnesota runs it. Ibrahim could do whatever he wants to do, but it doesn't matter because – Michigan State secondary is absolutely terrible. And actually, their run defense isn't that bad. They're only giving up 17.2 points per game to running backs. Uh, that being said, most people don't run it against them because they know how bad their secondary is. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> I do like him at that price point playing against a team I've destroyed with other quarterbacks. So uh, look for him to do pretty good. Uh, keep in mind his number one wideout is out for the season. Austin uh, Bell is uh, is hurt for the season, so that there that's an option. But Minnesota's got other guys. It's a it's a he's not going to go crazy and score fifty points, but he'll get you that solid thirty maybe uh, maybe in this game. But twenty five, I mean, we're just looking for even value here, especially cast game at sixty one hundred. Uh, Jalen Daniels, the QB from Kansas, he's seventy nine. He's a little higher, but I am passing on. Sean Clifford and Hendon Hooker for this guy because he has 10 TDs this season, three of which are on the ground, slated for 37 points for them uh, in the Kansas game, uh, Kansas versus Duke. They're, they're slated for 37 points in the implied points. Uh, honestly, I think he's a better play than both Hendon Hooker and Sean Clifford because those are two games that have a higher spread. Obviously, they're not going to just keep passing the ball day unless you're Jim Hardball. Um, so uh, again, good play, good deal, runs the football in, has a big ceiling there. I like Jalen Daniels, Kansas. Last one is 
Xavier Hutchinson, wide receiver from Iowa State. He's 6,700 wall. I know it's Iowa State, but he is the fifth in the NCAA targets. Uh, we've been talking about that a lot with Charlie Jones, Rasheed Rice, which we talked about today. He's got five TDs. He's at least had one per game. Uh, so Xavier Hutchinson, I think they're only slated to score like 27 points or 25 points, something like that. So not that much, but good play there, Wall. If you say so, Woj, I'm just happy that that's the first <laughs> time in a while you've you brought up your favorite team, Iowa State. <laughs> oh, what I, I'm glad what I'm glad you've Get been out patient. Of here. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. Last week, Wall, we didn't do so well. Me, you, and Eric Wall lost our Wojan Wall Pick'em story. Continues his undefeated streak, which I think brings it to five. I tried looking no. back. I think it's five. It's, um, it's got to be with more his than pick, that. He always makes double secondary picks within his pick, but his, uh, his originating but, pick, I think it's five. You know who I don't know, Woj, because he's... He's been on the, he's for sure hasn't, well, I shouldn't say for sure. I, I don't think he's lost, but he's been on the podcast more than five times. So he has to have more than five wins because we put his feet but to I, the fire I, every time he I comes think on. He's here. been on more than five times, but I think some of those episodes are the bowl episodes where we don't have a Wojan Wall pick them. So uh, maybe, maybe. Nonetheless, I'd have to, Woj. I'd have to he's, look he's, back. But he's him, he's a heater. Him, Woj, he's the a heater. real Jay Z, and my dad are undefeated. And we've only had. Well, we've had five guests if we go back to season one, but he, they didn't make a pick. Uh, but this week, Wall, this week, who are you going with? I know who I'm going with. I, I got this in the bank. Well, I know you're going to say you're going with BYU and then change your pick. Oh, surprise. I'm not going to <laughs> you're lucky you didn't go with them last week. Not that it really mattered. But this week, I mean, I'm just I, – I got to go with USC, man. I, minus five and a half playing Oregon State. And Oregon State's a football team that I respect, but I just – I don't get it. The, the, the lines makers, they do not respect USC or their model. Unbelievable, Wall. You did that to me again. You just picked my pick, but go ahead. Keep going. I, I had no idea who your pick was. Obviously, I know. Was, but, I know. But just keep going. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah I, I bet on USC earlier in the season, too, because the, the model, I don't know what is going on with these models. And, you know, I'll be wrong at some point, just the way it goes. But I, I got to pick USC because they just this line doesn't really make sense to me. And again, I like Oregon state, which I think they're a good football team. I have a couple of their guys for that fact on my fantasy football team, but I just, yeah, he's playing good football. You, you give me five and a half on that. I'm just going to take it until I'm wrong. Yeah. I, I don't get why the odds makers, I, I mean, USC on paper is the best team in college football in my mind. Well, um, wise, maybe offensively for sure. 100% they are the best team offensively, and I get it. Georgia's really good defensively, and, and I, yeah. there's no – no one can doubt deny that. I mean, that's just one of those things. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a pretty small line for it to be uh, I, USC all day. I'm betting that one for sure. Well, while my pick, my pick is – and I'm going to go against what the Sharps have been doing because this line opened, I think, at 9. And it has been moved down since. I think one site has it still open at eight and a half, and that's points bet. And this is the Clemson Wake Forest. Points bet has them at eight and a half, plus eight and a half. Most of them been bet, had been bet down with, with, uh, with the pros putting money on Wake Forest. But I'm getting Clemson at minus six against a team that barely beat Liberty. I'm sorry. I'm taking the other end of this. I don't care how good Wake Forest offense can be or could be on any given day. Uh, the coin flip is it's a two-sided coin with 
all the weight on on Clemson side. So I'm taking Clemson minus six. Wall, um, uh, I got the odds up right here on SBI. I'm getting them and DraftKings at minus six right now at minus. Yes, it is a minus one thirty at minus six, but uh, I'm taking that all day to the bank wall. There, there's no way Clemson uh, or Wake Forest can keep up with Clemson on that end. Well, I mean, that, that's showing the the main line has a lot of juice on it. Well, you're asking me to give you a lot, a lot, a lot of leeway here with that, but I'll, I'll go ahead and give it to you because I think it's going to be a good football game. I don't, I'm not hammering that line by any means. I think Wake Forest is going to show up and Clemson, the first half of football games, which they just, I don't know if we, we didn't talk about it in the game breakdown, but they haven't been playing good football. So I'll, I'll jump on you, which I always do. I'll back you with a little bit of scratch, you know, I'm not, not putting my full size on it like mine, but I'll back you and hopefully you lose it. I got, I got to take over the lead spot. We're, we're tied. That's no good, Woj. We are tied two and one. Uh, so, uh, again, if you guys haven't, check out our partner, Sports Betting Intel. Use code RUNDOWN if you want to sign up. You don't need to sign up, though. There's so many free things on the website. Uh, check out their YouTube channel. They have updated things on the YouTube channel talking about every single bet. Look into the EV Plus bet, uh, the Plus EV bets, because those are awesome. Uh, keep informed on those, especially in college football and, you know, learn about it because it's once you learn about that and understand it, you can start making some real money, but check out SBI. If you do sign up and want to sign up, which you don't have to, but if you do use the code rundown and you'll get a free one-on-one consultation, uh, learning all the abilities and how to use them on the website and, and what to do to make money in college football or anything that you're betting in. So uh, again, thanks for SBI. Yeah, we mentioned it earlier, Woj, but if the, if you guys want to jump on, me and Woj are both on there too, and there's some other sharps on there, that Discord server, we'll reach out to me or Woj, we'll get you on there, we'll get you set up, and then if you do sign up with them, use that code RUNDOWN, baby. And then, hey, Woj, it all comes down to what what the uh, what the pickers pick, right? It's, it comes down to what us gamblers pick. You can have all the tools, you can have all the insights, but it's me and you. We're putting our money on the line every week on the Woj and Wall Pick'em. And next week, I expect to be taking the lead, Woj. No, no, no. I, I expect for we'll we'll stay tied. We'll be three and one, but I expect to win some <laughs> money. Right. Wall. I'm good with that too, because I make on both sides. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>